there comes a time in every person's life when you realise it's not about doing what you are told, but doing what you know is right for you. Let us take a journey of learning and discovery with the world's most successful people who are living the life of their dreams, walking through life using their inner wisdom and being of service to others. Forget exams, grades and test scores. What is your purpose? As we let go of what we think should be and learn from our elders to gain knowledge, inspiration and a true sense of who we are. What are your dreams? Does your life have meaning? Are you living a life of significance? Let's talk with today's guest. Hello and welcome as we spend some more time together on the Learning on Fire podcast. Today I'm talking to Kate Erickson. Hi Kate, thanks for joining me and let's explore the journey of who you are. Awesome. Thanks so much for inviting me on, Mark. I'm very excited to be here and thankful for those tuning in. So gosh, if we start with my journey, I always kind of like to say that I was brought up very traditionally uh, in the States. I grew up in Southern California, um, beautiful, beautiful place to live and very grateful to have spent most of my life there, gosh, up to this point. Um, but when I say traditionally, I mean that, you know, I went to school, I uh, graduated high school, went to a good college, um, was kind of under the impression that I was going to be majoring in something and that whatever I majored in, that that's what I would do for the rest of my life. Um, I didn't really know what entrepreneurship was all about. And I found myself at the age of, gosh, let's say early 20s and thought, there's got to be something more. I, I, I don't, I don't believe that this is what life has to be like. And so I kind of started going exploring from there and, uh, yeah, man, my journey has really taken off since that time. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us a little bit about, um, sort of what your life does look like now compared to what it was from when you were growing up. Cause, um, I know because you've, um, been part of this uh, amazing journey I've been on as, as, as a podcaster, but in terms of what your lifestyle looks like and, and how that's different, obviously from that growing up experience. For sure. So today I live with my boyfriend and business partner, John Lee Dumas in Puerto Rico. And we chose to make the move to Puerto Rico to kind of kick ourselves out of our comfort zone, um, start traveling a bit more because now we run a fully location independent business and have the lifestyle freedom that I didn't know I dreamed of. But holy cow, I'm just really embracing it. So grateful for it, loving it every single day. Um, and Mark really being just really, gosh, blessed that I had the opportunity to do this because like I said, I didn't grow up knowing about entrepreneurship, but that's the road, uh, that I started following and thank goodness I did. So, uh, it allows us to travel whenever we want. Um, you know, make certainly a big impact through the work that we do. Uh, we have a podcast and some online training courses, um, get to meet amazing, fabulous people like yourself. And it's, uh, it's just really a, a wonderful journey that we've been on. And I really think that it's a really key thing to take away from all of us listening is that we have this sort of almost preconditioned idea of what it is that our life is going to look like, partly based on maybe our parents and our upbringing and also based on what we're told at school. Um, and to hear, um, I think, conversations with people who also had that same kind of introduction to life and their idea of how their life might look like, but then to suddenly think, oh, there's more to it than that. But not only have that idea, but actually to speak to someone who 
has fully achieved that, like you say, in terms of being location um, free and being able to run your business from anywhere in the world and travel around and meet so many people. It really gives people a great insight to the fact that it's not just people talking about this sort of thing. It really can be done. And, and you're sort of living proof of that. Yes, definitely. And and I, I wish that I would have been introduced to it way, way, way sooner. You know, I wish that instead of, I, you know, I remember when I was in high school, there was a project that we did in class and um, they gave everybody a newspaper and they had us look at the investment section and they had us uh, draw out a budget, I believe it was. Um, and we were able to use, allocate a certain amount of money to investing in, uh, you know, public companies, stocks, basically. And uh, I thought then like, wow, I don't understand any of this. I have no idea what we're doing. Um, this is certainly not something that I've learned in math class before. <laughs> and I thought, what a strange exercise uh, to be doing when nobody's really ever given us like background on what any of this means. So like I appreciated the exercise, but wow, it would have been really cool if somebody would have said, you know, maybe you don't have to go to college or, you know, maybe there's something else out there besides, um, you know, the corporate world and climbing the corporate ladder. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that hopefully uh, these days in school, they're kind of opening, opening up to and, you know, letting people know that there's choice, that there's choices. I guess that was the biggest thing for me is, um, you know, I just thought that there was, there was one path and that was never a bad thing. You know, my parents, I grew up like so supported and so loved and there was absolutely nothing wrong with any way that I grew up. I loved it. Um, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely key. And, uh, and, and that's really you've just sort of epitomized really why why this podcast um is coming to fruition it's just that ability just to oh there's something else out there that it might just take my interest or I might just hear someone say something which lights my fire a little bit and from there anything is possible and then like as we know when the internet being the heart of everything these days you know you can find any of those things that you that you want to look for which I think is just absolutely fantastic so what was valuable about your actual school experience uh, definitely just learning communication styles, learning what it's like to work in a group. Um, I would say just the camaraderie and the relationships built through, I, I played a lot of sports in school. Um, so teamwork and that, that was certainly, I feel really shaped the person that I am, who I am and, um, how I value relationships and friendships. Um, you know, I, I also think that there's something to be said of the structure that's taught in school, the accountability of showing up where you're supposed to show up and, uh, you know, following through on commitments, like having assignments due and, and having to follow through with that or facing consequences. Um, by the same token, you know, I think that there's, uh, there's kind of a, a line to be drawn where, if you give someone the freedom to, I, I guess that's kind of what college is for, huh? When I went to college, it was kind of like, oh, wow, nobody's looking over my shoulder anymore and making me do this kind of stuff. I actually have to, I have to figure it out myself. Um, and, and that was certainly a very valuable experience as well. So I would definitely say just communication, friendships, teamwork, um, kind of figuring out what it means to be around uh, other personalities, um, maybe some people who uh, have a much stronger personality than me, people who have, um, you know, n not as strong a personality as I do, um, and kind of figuring out how you fit into the world in, in many ways. 
Yeah, no, that sounds awesome, and I think I think definitely that idea of um, of communication and working together, I think, is really key, and also that idea of working and the accountability. I definitely know that from being self-employed. You know, being only accountable to yourself <laughs> or having an accountability partner to support you is 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 a really a really key thing. And I think that transition, probably between school and college, and actually suddenly being on your own doing that is a is a key indication in terms of just stepping up, isn't it? Just growing up and just actually a slight shift in the way things work. And I guess carrying on from that, I mean, which teachers um, do you remember from your school days and and why do you remember them specifically? You you know, it's funny. So when when I went to college, my freshman and my sophomore year, I I hadn't declared a major. And I remember going into my counselor's office like sometime during sophomore year and them saying like, hey, if you're on the four year plan, um, you need to declare a major or else you're not going to have enough time, like you literally won't have enough time to fulfill all the credits necessary to be able to call something a major. Cause you know, you have to have a certain amount of credits in certain areas. Um, and the reason that I kept holding off on that is because I did, because I still had that thought in my mind that what I majored in was going to have such a massive impact on what I did for the rest of my life. And I didn't know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I was very hesitant to choose that major, (laughs) but I ended up choosing English and it was strictly because my English teachers were like the people that I resonated most with when I was in English class and like studying with those professors, they just had such a profound effect on me in terms of, I loved the idea that, gosh, I don't know. I felt like I had a couple English teachers that were just like so encouraging of, of what I thought or, or how I interpreted literature or why I wrote in a certain style and other subjects weren't like that. Like in math, my teacher told me I was wrong if I didn't have the exact formula written out, right? Like that's a very black and white thing. Literature, on the other hand, how you read a text or how you um, how you review a text or how you write, that is fluid and it can be many different things. And I really liked that. Again, I just resonated with that so much. And my teachers, my English professors and my English teachers were such a huge part of that. Um, again, always very encouraging. Um, and, and I remember one of my professors, his name was Dr. Thurber. He was a college English professor of mine. And I remember going back to him even after I graduated. And uh, like, I just can't describe a more supportive, interested person. And that really meant a lot to me at that age because I felt really, really lost. Like I didn't know where I was headed. And for him to be there and to show interest and to support me, uh, that was a big deal. Yeah, and I think it's that authenticity, isn't it? It goes beyond someone just trying to teach you English or maths or whatever the subject is. It's actually Mm. the idea of the story behind the person and, and that willing to give whatever they can to support you in whatever that happens to be and I think that really is a key thing I think that's often what speaks to people as much as the the words of wisdom it's often the way that they make you feel and I think that's a really key thing as we as, as we go through our education years who did you admire when you were young I really admired my grandmother a lot and I want to say that it's because she held she held like such a strength and a confidence well, never acting out of like who she was. Like she was always very true to herself, never, um, never holding back, but like, wasn't afraid to be herself. And 
you know, I spent a lot of years in school where I did try to be somebody else because I either wanted to fit in or I didn't want people to make fun of me or, you know, for, for any number of reasons that you act other than the way that you are when you're growing up. And, and I, I just remember looking to my grandmother and being like, wow, she's, she's not an extrovert. She's, she, she was not so many things that people would envision as like the strong, confident person, yet she still exuded those things. And I thought that's really special that she doesn't have to be somebody she's not to still hold strength and confidence. And that has come back to me throughout my lifetime and time again, because strength and confidence are two things that I've struggled with a lot over the years. And especially becoming an entrepreneur, Mark, I'm sure as you can relate, um, you know, going off on your own and, and suddenly being responsible for, for creating something that impacts people and, and wondering whether or not anyone's listening or wonder, wondering whether you're making the impact you want to make that is, it's really tough. It's really challenging. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's why I really looked up to her and, and that's why I thought, you know, I hope that someday I can be like that too. I want to, I want to always be authentic and, uh, you know, true to who I am, but I still want to have that strength and that confidence that I always saw in her. I think that's great. And I think that amount of impact that someone has when it just comes from them being who they are, then like you say, that authenticity about you being secure enough to be who you are as well. And it's that kind of thing that we often learn from people, not just by what they say, but just what they do and also how they how how, you, how your relationship with them i think which actually helps you grow because you can identify that in a in a non-verbal kind of way and, and i think to have that ongoing relationship especially when it's someone within your family i think like I say that it, it has an impact far beyond anything that most people could could articulate in that kind of way which i think is absolutely fantastic most definitely uh what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you Oh, that would have to be my dad. <laughs> I remember, um, so Mark, when, when I left my corporate job, I tried to start my own business, like completely from scratch, had no idea what I was doing. I just learned what entrepreneurship was. Um, I went off on my own. I struggled, struggled and hustle, hustled for six months. It didn't work out. I didn't get any clients. I wasn't making any money. I had responsibilities. I had to go back to corporate America and then I had the opportunity to leave corporate America again. And it was either going to be to try and pick up my business again and give it another go and really try and make that happen or to join John, my boyfriend uh, at the time and still and now business partner. So you know which choice I made. <laughs> um, but that was a really, really, really tough decision. You know, I felt like I was caught between this um, really like like self-doubt stage where I wanted to prove to myself and to others that I could make it work. It was embarrassing and heartbreaking that I had to go back to corporate America, that I couldn't run my own business. Um, or, you know, I, there was so much that I wanted in this other opportunity for John and I to become partners, to pick up on the vision that he had, which I absolutely loved, um, you know, impacting and inspiring people to become entrepreneurs. I absolutely love that. Um, and so I remember calling my dad up and saying, dad, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm definitely quitting my job, but I don't know if I should go it on my own and really like prove to myself that I can make this work or join John on the team at Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he said, Kate, follow your gut. Like whatever decision you make is going to be the right decision, because even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn a lesson from it and you're going to be able to make a different choice from there. And like ever since trusting my gut 
is like not something that anybody has really ever said to me directly, but it has impacted so much of how I make decisions now. Like if it feels wrong in my gut, I, I, I don't do it. And it's served me over and over and over again. I think it's really, really great advice because often we end up in this scenario where our brains are saying one thing, the logical thing is this, but actually deep inside, whatever our path is and whatever our journey is, it can often take us completely out of our comfort zone. And I really like the aspect of that, that it's even if it doesn't work out in a way that you think it might do or you'd like it to, you still learn something, you're still growing, you're still actually um, making the, 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 the best choice for you because actually you, n- you never unlearn the things that you've gone through. And I, I just think that's really, really really valuable and and really insightful and and very supportive then because it it takes a little while I think sometimes to really sort of give yourself the, enough time to really feel what your gut is because it's quite hard to separate that sort of inner strength isn't it and what your mind's doing I think but if you can find a way of doing that whether it's I guess meditation or spending time on your own or chatting with family whatever your your guidance is in terms of doing that but really understanding who you are and then especially actually going back and doing this thing again like you said when effectively you're retracing the steps you've done whether it's changing your job or getting out of a previous job or starting another business if you, you've obviously got those fears again about how how that could impact your life again and I, and I just think to have the strength to go inside and and then just still follow what you need I think is is um is the best advice you can give anyone so I, I think you were you were very lucky to be given that um at that particular time and and as I know from the outside in it's obviously the best advice that you could have had because um since then <laughs> life has been very very successful for you <laughs> so congratulations with that thank you thank you what advice would you give your younger self um to take more chances I I lived a very like small prescribed um, life for a really long time because I was afraid to do something that was out of the norm. I was afraid to do something that was different than what everybody else was doing. Um, and perhaps I would have, you know, gotten to where I am now faster if I would have done that. I guess that's true for all of us, isn't it? Just taking us out of our comfort zone and just seeing exactly where we are and what we can do. That really does make a lot of sense. Yeah. What does your future look like? You know, I, I always say that you're creating your future and, and I'm sure I've heard this somewhere and that's where I picked it up from. I'm not trying to take credit for this by any means. Um, but you're creating your future through the actions that you take today. And so I really feel like what my future looks like is what today looks like. And the chances that I'm taking, the risks that we're taking in the business, um, the trips that we're planning, the travel that we do, the time we spend with our families, the time that we spend together, the time that we enjoy the outdoors, our passions, doing what we love, working hard, making an impact, the domino effect. That's, you know, that's what today looks like for me. And, and my only hope is that that's what the, the future will continue to look like. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely all about preparing and planning for the future, but I also, um, after reading the power of now, probably about eight years ago, um, and I try to stay pretty focused in in the now. I think that's that's a, such a wonderful thing, and and I love the fact that um, 
it's not about it needs to look like this it needs to be this we're going to be here we're going to be doing this it's about the experience and that continuation mm. like i said of now i think i think is wonderful that's a great a great thing for us all to remember as we as we move through each day which is the one thing that we do actually have control over which is i, I really really love that that idea so what podcast book video film song or or any resource that has had the biggest impact on your life and why and, and i guess there may be more, more than one of those that is uh it's really had an impact for you yeah um so definitely i mean i just mentioned the power of now i i read that book at a pretty like i don't i don't know if fragile is the right word but <laughs> i was just going through like a lot of life changes and uh and and my mindset and how I was being was very much like stuck in the past or, you know, kind of daydreaming about the future. And after reading the power of now, I, I, I just couldn't help but think like, Kate, how did you not think of this before? Like, how could you not appreciate what's happening right now? Why are you obsessed with what the past looks like? Or why are you trying to dictate or just sit and dream about what the future might be like? Why not take an action today? Why not focus on what's happening right now and enjoy and embrace that? Um, so that certainly had a, a big impact on me. And, you know, I would say kind of on the, on the time travel like aspect, not time travel, but just time. Um, I've read essentialism probably like five or six times, um, by Greg McEwen. And it's a really fantastic book about priority, like what the word priority actually means and, and how we use it so loosely to try and encompass multiple things, which kind of goes against what the word actually means that, you know, there should be one singular priority, not priorities. And, uh, you know, the idea that every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else and really getting straight with how you're spending and, and leveraging your time. And that has certainly been a very powerful resource for me as an entrepreneur thinking about, you know, the 80, 20 rule, um, what I'm, what time I'm putting into my business, what time I'm putting into myself, what time I'm giving to my family and my friends, um, and so essentialism has also been a, a really great resource for me. Um, I can really resonate with that as well, especially as I'm uh, sort of beginning to multitask more with the podcast in my professional playing career and teaching and various things. It really uh, splitting that time, but really being um, definite about how you want to do that is certainly something which is something that I'm uh, I'm getting to grips more even even more and more as, as we go through. Which uh, so I, I I can really identify with that one. So, uh, um, mm. what's the best way for people to find out more about you if they want to dig deeper and and, and find out more of the the Kate Erickson that we haven't quite managed to cover yet? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, everything that we do uh, is on our website eofire.com, and if you go to our about page. Uh, have a little bit of background there about myself and, uh, you know, kind of digging deeper into some of the things we touched on today, how I kind of got to where I am right now. Um, and of course, uh, if anybody is so inclined to reach out to me via email, I definitely welcome that. I'm Kate at eofire.com. That's fantastic. And thank you, Kate, so much for sharing your wisdom and allowing us to learn from all your fantastic experience. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Learning on Fire podcast. For more information, please visit educationonfire.com and follow the links from the homepage.
Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.